And welcome to episode number 14 of the Battered Jets fans. No, you are not hearing weird things. That is an actual Jets song that I had no idea existed until Mr. Bearded Fanatic told me about it. I, I put it up and he said it was in honor of our special guest today. But before we get to our special guest, last week, I missed you here, Manny. I had Gunny jump, uh, kind of cover for you. He did a great job, but nothing like the real thing. How you doing, sir? How was your cruise? You were away for like seven days? I was. I was away from the 27th through the 4th, got back just in time to be able to watch your game in its entirety, then watch my game in its entirety. The cruise itself was amazing, but the best part was when you texted me who was going to be our guest. So um, we've, had our, we've had a share of special guests on both of our shows, but I don't think we've had this caliber of trailblazer as you were able to pull off here. No, 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 no. This is... We, I mean, I, we had uh, Richmond Webb. We yep. had once. We had Fireman Ed. Yeah, you know, we've had some great guests. But we have. To me, no disrespect to them, but this no, one. but this one, this one right here, the Trailblazer herself. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Connie, Mrs. Thank Girl you. Scout herself. Oh, thank you so much, Danny and Manny. I appreciate it so much. Well, Connie, first female NFL scout ever. And yep. before we keep going, I just. I'm a girl dad, and I want to thank you for being a trailblazer because yep. I like that my daughter has come into a world where sports is something that is just normal for females now, right? You have females in coaching staffs. You have a lot of more people involved in WNBA and just sports in general, and I'm glad that, that she has these opportunities, and it's because of people like you that trailed, that set the, the, the doors and opened the doors for certain places like, like the NFL, which I, I'm sure at that point that you were involved, it was unheard of. So thank you for that. And oh. thank you for everything you've done. Thank you so much. I said, I, I didn't know I was a trailblazer at the time. You know, it, it all the way it all just evolved and happened. But back in the 70s, yes, it was a very, very different thing. When, you know, Title IX was 50, you know, 50 years ago now. Right, yeah. I started working for the Jets two years later in 74. So really, there were, there were no, Phyllis George was on the um, NFL today. And that was probably the only woman around there at that time. Right. So I said, I, I I never knew that mine was going to turn into being the first female scout when I when I took the job. Well, it, it's, it's an amazing story, and you have a book about it, right? Yes. It's called Exodus, can... Don't Mean I Love You. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it is it's my life. It's a positive book. If everybody's looking for a Hanukkah Christmas book to read, a very easy you know, book to read. And as I said, I've, I've been very blessed in my life, and there's so um, – one of the reasons I really wanted to, when a person approached me, I didn't approach them, but they approached me was uh, the girl that wrote it, Elizabeth Meineke, had the same philosophy of positivity. And I was, as I said, that I had, and I think there's so much negativity out there. And so I was, I was very, sure. you know, I was very pleased to be able to do something from, I had a lot of great male role models that were just amazing to me. And this is back before it was the in thing, as you know. Yeah. So now, now it's like common as can be. Right. Well, before we get into um, just regular present-day Jets football, I did want to ask you, how was it being a part of the Jets organization back in the 70s and 80s? Because, I mean, necessarily wasn't the greatest of times, right? You had just gotten away. Wait, you got there right towards the end of Joe Namath's stint with the Jets, no? Joe's there in 76, so I got two years. Right, two, two years, years with him, okay. Yes, which was great. And I, but I had known Joe 
since he was drafted because my father and my uncle were the two team doctors. My uncle was the yep. orthopedist who operated on Namath, took care of him, made the, the very famous Dr. Nicholas Brace. And my dad was the internist. And we lived out in, on Long Island in Babylon, but my father had his office connected to the house. So the players were always over at the house uh, to be examined. And we were, it was very much a family back then, more of a business, but back then you, you did everything together. The Jets even had a basketball team to make $50 extra in the off season before the liability. Oh, look at that. And they would go to different high schools and play the alums and, and or the, or the faculty. And so they made the, you know, other than Joe, you know, I mean, Namath was the bonus baby and right. a great, and a great guy, super duper, but everybody else really wasn't making any money back then. And um, so I was said I was very lucky to come up that way. And, and you were, you were a college basketball player as well, weren't you? Yes. There were no such thing as scholarships. And when I started in high school, it was um, six girl basketball, three dribbles allowed. <laughs> okay. Then it went to two forwards, two, two guards and two rovers. It could go the whole way. And then it went to a boys rule by the time I was a senior, but there yeah. still were no scholarships. But then I went to an all girls college and I played two years of basketball there, but I was missing real big sport, big time sports, you know, that I, that I loved because I had an older brother, a younger brother that were into sports and the jets. So I transferred to the Ohio state university and the, that was the best move. I the could Ohio made. state. Yeah. <laughs> the, Zeke. Zeke, so I, Garrett Wilson must be your favorite current Jet. Yeah, yeah, I can't never say who's my favorite. But. Ooh, oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> now you know. Now you know you won't be able to uh, take us out at the end of the show with that question, Danny, because she's not going to be able to tell you who her favorite Jet is. <laughs> I, have, I have so many people, and Matt Snell, who was one of the most famous fullbacks, yeah, in Super Bowl three, who was unbelievable. When I was transferring, he said he's the one that kind of suggested, "Kind, I think you ought to try Ohio State. I think you really like it." And I said, "Okay." I, I think I will, and that's how it all kind of evolved. I, you know, I, you never you never know where life's leading you. I figured you a certain, I figured a certain defensive lineman by the number ninety nine was going to be your favorite jet of all time. I was, <laughs> that was just going to be my guess. Yeah, well, Mark Mark was my biggest find, my friend for the last since since so uh, like forty five years. Uh, he and his wife. Or Joanne are just are just great. So I've been, as I said, I how that all came around. Of course, was it's part of the big story. Of course, but not knowing that, that he was going. I wish I could tell you that I knew he was going to be this a sack king for so long. Right, right. All I knew was when I chose him to substitute for Mike Stensrud, who had gotten hurt, and I had to narrow it down to players while my boss was on the road. Um, he was, when I call, I decided to call everybody because I'm very big on personal relationships. Right. And he was so full. He's the only one that was so full of enthusiasm. Get me down there. All I want to do is football in my life. I'm on the next plane. And, uh, but, and then he ate everybody up just like Jermaine did. Yes. This past year, you know, the, the 43 years later that we're coaching, um, very word Jermaine didn't even have to play in the senior bowl. And that was the same thing back. That was the last time we actually coached. Um, the senior bowl was when Mark and Marty Lyons, we drafted Marty Lyons in the first round. I will tell you that Gastino would still have that record if it wasn't for uh, Brett Favre giving it away to Michael Strahan. He, sure, he gave it away. He took a dive and you know, dive. I mean, Mark was amazing about it, but I think I'm so glad that most people know that because, you know, it oh, really was Mark. Mark was, he really was amazing. He, other, you know, like Namath transcended football and so did Mark. You know, everybody, whether you're male or female, every age knew who Mark, you know, who Joe Namath was, and then Mark Gastineau. For sure, he was he was a he was a staple. Yes. All right. So, th 
thank you again for joining us. And I, we, we're going to talk some Jets now. We are. Um, this week, um, I think a lot of Jets fans were really optimistic coming into this Vikings game just because the Vikings are, were 9-2 and two going into the game. But for some reason, they didn't feel like a very dominant 9-2. and two. Yeah, they've been disrespected a lot. They yeah. have been. And, and they've won games, but they've won close games. Not, not much different from the one that they just beat us in. Right. So I'll, I'll go to you first, Manny. You watched the game. Mm-hmm. What did you take away from this game? Because I thought I, I saw a lot of positives in what ultimately ended up being a loss. I saw a lot of positives as well. I, I get the fact that the biggest thing that's going to jump out of you is that you guys um, really didn't get into the end zone. Like, I, I get that. That's that's going to be the first thing that pops up. It's like, how can you find positive in a game where you don't? Because the fact that you didn't get into the end zone and you still only lost by five points in this game, that's your, mm-hmm. your your one biggest positive you should take away right there. And then the fact that after coming out after an exciting Bears game, then playing the Vikings, not up to your standards, let's say, you know, they were able to move the ball pretty effectively against a very good Jets defense in the um, first half. right in the first half. And then you're like, all right, but where is the Mike White from last week? You know, where's all that productivity? But the fact is, like I learned the hard way, which, you know, we'll talk about on our Dolphin show, your quarterback's not always going to have a perfect game. But the other positive that struck out to me was how good he came out in that second half. Again, yeah. I get he didn't get into the end zone. What you want to see is your team fight back into a game. And that's exactly what Mike and the Jets did in that second half. Connie, what did you take away from the game? As I said, I've always wor- I, I worry all the time, and I, I never make predictions because I just I'm a Jet fan for too long to make predictions. So um, I just go there, and I'm a nervous wreck during the game. But what I thought was, uh, you know, we we got down twenty to three, and you know, to have to battle back was re- first of all, I thought the field goal at the end of the first half was a very key play that um you know his airline has been amazing and the fact yes. that, he, that he hit that boy he could have hit it from another 10 yards out yeah um that kind of gave just get, just gave you that little boost i think that we needed the very subtle but i think it really was big and then the second half you know now all of a sudden the 26 sounds a lot i don't know why it just sounds a lot different and uh, it's only two touchdowns and so right. after that as i said yeah and and then just like you said, not going in, Danny. Manny is, uh, you know, into the end zone with all those, all those top tries. But yeah. I think they're going to go through a lot of different things and learn a lot of different things about themselves as to, in the red zone as to what they have to do. But I saw, you know, of course we love our Garrett Wilson. We just um, Mike, you know, Mike White made some like when he got knocked down so hard on that third down, and then the fourth yeah. and ten, and hits Corey Davis. Um, what a by the way, what a beautiful I, I texted Danny right away. I said, What a beautiful pass that he completed on that fourth down. Well, it? It, was, it was I mean, that was so clutch, and there were a lot of big throws like that. Um, as I said, so I think uh, you know, we've had so many changes on the offensive line, different things, people trying sure. to gel together, and nobody thought we were gonna be seven and five. I, I really I you know thought about maybe seven wins at the most this year. Um, we do. It's funny though. We thought the second half of the year was going to have easier teams. We yep, didn't know, yes. right? We didn't know Detroit was going to end up being solid and really play right. for their coach. And of course, Aaron Glenn is their defensive coordinator, former great Jet. Love Aaron Glenn. Yep. Right. You know, and um, the Jags. You never know what they're really what they're really going to do. For sure. Seattle. We thought Seattle would be an easy win, but now they're not. So yeah, especially not in Seattle. No, so we've got five tough games. Got to take, like my like coach says, Coach Sal, you know, take one game at a time, and just do our whatever we can. And I think 
I think what's so happy, all we asked for in the beginning of the year was that we still be in the game by the third quarter. And then all of a sudden we're, we're winning or we're winning games in the fourth quarter or we're really close. And then you know how you, as a human being, you get a little greedy and then you want to, you think you can win every game, of course. Or, you know, and I think we're, I, I thought we we were one year away from one more draft and one more free agency. And then we're on our way. I think we were a year early also. And um, in this game, what I thought was a positive is that we, we started off with a field goal. Now, the, the issue was getting off the field in the first half on third down. We couldn't stop them on third down, and they yep. ended up having two scoring touchdowns, yep. uh, two, two touchdown drives. We punted twice after that first field goal. After those two punts, we had five scoring drives consecutively. Yep. We kept scoring. Now, I understand that we didn't get in the end zone. Correct. And, you know, there's no, um, there's no excuse for that. You, you have to get in the end zone. But not many teams are scoring on five consecutive drives. No. no. And we scored on six of the first eight drives. Six of the first eight drives. That has to be a positive. We were moving the ball at will. It's just that when we got into the red zone, we didn't punch it in. And we had opportunities. Braxton Berrios had an opportunity. Yes, he did. Uh, Garrett Wilson, he stepped out of bounds and, and, by and Braxton, a couple of toes. And, and Braxton's like got one of the best set of hands. I mean, he never yeah. dropped a punch hey, or anything. Hey, so I, I don't remember him dropping a ball. Never, never. That's why it was so unlike. And plus, it, I said it was a little behind him, but you got to, as, if you get, as they say, if you get your hands on the ball, you got to catch, catch, catch it. You got to catch it, for sure. Garrett, Garrett Wilson stepped out of bounds barely on that long drop, on that long play. Barely. That should have been a touchdown. There was another one, Corey Davis, that fourth and 10. I'm not sure why he, he kind of faded off to the left. I think if he would have just kept going straight, he might have scored. That was another opportunity. Mike yes. White played, I thought, great. He, he did. missed Garrett Wilson on the right side of the sideline where he just overthrew him by a little bit. If oh, he places yeah. that ball in his hands in stride, that's another. So we had opportunities. So yes. I don't want to completely kill Mike LaFleur like a lot of people are doing because I feel like we had some opportunities. There was a, an out route to, to Bam where we got called for, I think it was a block in the back by George Fant. Yes. Which was, that was yes. a that was no, and I think that was the beginning of the second half, which would have gotten us inside the ten, and ended up yep. pushing us back fifteen yards, and we ended up having to settle for a touch uh, for a field goal. So we had plenty of opportunities. We didn't execute, and yeah, maybe the play calling was not perfect. But when is it? Like, if it doesn't work, it's not perfect. If some <laughs> of those plays work, nobody's saying anything. Correct. So it's never going to be perfect. So I think there was more positives than negatives. For I sure. do wish the the only negative, outside of not getting in the red zone in the second half was that our offense was finally clicking. And then what we needed the defense to do was keep making stops. And you can't keep asking them to make consecutive stops. But when Good we point. cut it to 20 to 15, it's like, okay, 20 to 15, we need this stop desperately. And then the, tight, uh, not the, Titans, the Vikings had another long drive and got it in the end zone. And at that point, you start getting a little nervous. But yeah, you did. And you know, as I said, and I didn't know, I didn't know DJ Reed was so sick. He said when he woke up that morning, he, he said he could barely breathe, and he had oxygen the whole game. And here he is covering out there. So I got to get him. Mean, he's played amazingly for us as well as Sauce. But I just, I didn't know that all of a sudden you saw him with the mask on after the game, and he was explaining. He said I woke up and I was so tight in the chest I could barely breathe. And so and, he was, and, he's out there on uh, Justin Jefferson, you know. Yeah, and DJ Reed wasn't getting enough credit this year. No. Like, and again, I love Sauce Gardner. And then mm -hmm. the nickname, I love Sauce before I even saw him play just because of his name. Like, I just, <laughs> I loved his name. So uh, I, I love Sauce Gardner, but I think it hasn't been disrespected, but I think it's unfair how DJ Reed just gets looked over because of Sauce. Because right. DJ Reed's having, a, a, to oh. me, almost 
a borderline, if not already a Pro Bowl type year, because he's been shutting down that side of the field also. No question about it. And making tackles and doing everything. I agree. No, I really do. He's a, and he's just a class act too. I, this this group is a, what a group. They are the class. Uh, probably the classiest group that I've known in a long time that the Jets have brought in, you know, Joe Douglas has really made it guys that are, that really love the game, love to play the game. Um, they just have this, this great attitude. So um, when you meet them, you just, you, you fall in love with them because they just really, you can see, you can feel their love of the game. Yeah, this locker room just seems fun. It looks like they like each other and, and well, I guess we'll, we'll, well I guess that's a perfect segue yeah. into uh, Mike White because the locker room is completely behind Mike White. And um, like they're wearing his shirts and, and all that. Now, my only thing is, I think it's a little weird to the extent that they are embracing Mike White, because I almost feel like it's almost borderline alienating Zach Wilson. He did it to himself. But but I've never seen, I really have, in all my years of watching football, I've never seen that happen before. I know they're, they're doing it with, with good intentions. Right, sure. right. But, but I'm thinking, I mean, if I was if I was Zach's mom or whatever, I would be, you know, like, oh man, a little I'd be annoyed. Yeah, I'd be, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be hurting for my son. You know, when you're when you're a mom and something happens with your kid, you hurt. And oh, for sure. Like that. I, I have two. I can only imagine. And when you're playing New York, as I said, you know, only Eli and Namath. You have to have that kind of a personality where things can roll off you, and yes. that you know Sanchez and Darnold, who I, and I love the guys, too, but they're very feeling individuals. And New York yeah. is, is really right. Tough. You can't show your feelings in that. No, you know, I think he, Daniel Jones might be that way also. Actually, yes, I think he's got more of a that steal. And after, now, of course, he's in his fourth year, and he he was a turnover machine. And now yep. Dayball has turned a guy that fumbled and threw interceptions and changed. So coaching is the other part. Yep. That is really important. Uh, you, you can see it with O'Connell, who's you know with the with the Vikings. You see it with uh, McDaniel with the Dolphins, who's, who's so much craziest guy to listen to, but so interesting. You I know, love him. I you know, think he's funny. I think he's funny. To me, what's so great about it is you can be like um, the coach of the Lions, right? Who wants to break kneecaps? Yeah, Dan Campbell. Yeah, right? yeah. You, can be, you can be in between with like Coach Sala. You can be Belichick, who doesn't say a word. You can. You know, you can be um, like Coach McDaniel with the Dolphins as long to me, as long as you're real and the players can see right through it. If you're not, I got a point to that because it, I, and I appreciate you bringing up Miami Daniel because I, Danny knows I wasn't convinced of him coming in just because of the lack of experience. I figured yeah. that this team was ready to win. It just needed an experienced coach, and by far he's blown me away. I love his press conference, but I'll tell you what I love about Robert Sala. The enthusiasm he shows on every single play that you guys do something in a positive sense. And even when it's something bad, he'll never get down on his players. And I think that's what I enjoy most about Robert Sala and Mike McDaniel, that even when you mess up, he's not going to come down on you. He's going he's gonna to show you, here's what you could have done better. And that's what I enjoy about both of these coaches. But it's annoying to me to see how exciting he gets because he, he did that against me. You know, I got, I, I, I got to see how excited he was when the safety happened, when the interceptions happened. Oh, yeah, yes. But I love how excitable he is during a game. Like, I really love seeing that from a coach. I think Coach Sala also himself has grown from his first year of coaching to, sure. to this year. You know, as far as, I mean, as I said, the media is not easy. There's so, there's so much coming at sure. you compared to other places that they've been. So you see how he, how he is growing, how he had to handle a really tough situation. And uh, the thing about receipts that everybody at first went crazy and negativity over and, and then it turned out to be a po positive. 
as I said, right now it seems like he really has a good feeling, and he and Joe Douglas working together. Yes, that tandem is amazing. Okay, right, and I'm sure that with the Dolphins, right, your your GM and your coach are working together. Yes. So it's it's a really important uh, you know important thing, no matter what. And it's funny, so those guys all came from the same tree, basically, and very similar offenses, all that kind of stuff. So it is, it's very, but I can see Coach Salah, as I said, even growing. You know, at first, last remember last year he wasn't too sure about showing emotion, and then he no. now now he is. Now he's showing, he's showing it. He's showing it. And then he hired the guy. You know, the one thing we've been amazed—I don't want to jinx it. I shouldn't probably say anything—is our clock management and the fact that we, at the end of the game, we always have three timeouts left. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's he's done a lot better job managing those timeouts exactly. and the challenges. Mm-hmm. So I think, in that respect, boy, that's just that's really in-game growth. And plus, even though I know he hired somebody to help with, but he has to make the final decision. Right. So, I, to me, that really is a, a bit a really big thing. I don't know if you guys caught um, Garrett Wilson. I know everybody made a big deal about Garrett Wilson after the Patriots game. Um, how he was talking, he was talking in general terms about the offense and how he wishes it was better and whatnot, and giving but, the receivers a chance. Yeah. Right, and but but this week he came out and he said that he loves Mike White and that he would go to war for this guy. And I, like you were saying, like if we were Zach's parents, you know, I you know. might feel you might like, be like, what, what did my little boy do? Right, yeah. exactly, because you feel like it's almost a direct shot. Because I mean, it almost feels like the team is is choosing indirectly who they want to lead them on the field. There has so to I don't, be more to it than what we're seeing. And right, right. I agree. Maybe, and and this may be, you know, we all grow up at different times, all of us, and mature yeah. in different ways. Um, I don't know what, you know, what will happen there. I mean, Sam Darnold handled things very well and very mature yes. for, with all that he never threw anybody under the bus, never mm-hmm. did anything, but it, it was really still tough on him. Yeah, so, but he always he always took the arrows. Yes, he did. So, he, but I think you know, as I said, so I think this there has to be. There's probably some more. You know, whatever it is, for some reason, you know, it even start even last year. If you remember, they were chanting Mike White in the in the locker room, which I've never heard in my life. I, I never heard chanting. You know, Joe Namath, Richard, yes, Donald, yes. Kenny O'Brien, Vinny right, right, right. Testaverde, Chad Pennington. I can't. I don't. I don't ever remember that. So I. It's something that is. Um, he seems like a really likable guy, though. He is. Oh, he's a really nice person. Um, you know, went to a school down in South Florida, right? And he went to high school yep. there, Pembroke uh-huh. Pines. Then he went Western Kentucky, and he had a Jeff Brom in 2016. Now, Jeff Brom is now at Purdue, and he has Aiden O'Connell, at quarterback there. Yeah. He's, he's a great – Then he and he had a, a superb year, Mike White. The next year was good, but the TDs went down by about 10 – and stuff like that because they had a different uh, coach named Mike Sanford, I think, that came into Western Kentucky. So it wasn't quite the same. But uh, I remember watching Mike play. And as I said, he, you know, you, you know he's smart. He, he's not super mobile. That's not his thing. Right. Nope. But, his, but his, you know, his mind works. He, he Now, he himself said, it was very interesting, I thought, when he got cut because of Cooper Rush. Yes. The Dallas Cowboys. And he said he was just like floundering. He was immature. He said he thought that everything was over for him. He didn't know what to do. And luckily, the Jets, um, Rich Mini had a really great article. And he talked about how the Jets talked with him about bringing him in. And he said, especially uh, Joe Douglas and the assistant GM, Rex Hogan, that kind of sold him because there were a couple of other teams that were interested in him. But he said he kind of changed. 
I'm not going to worry about every little thing and, and his whole way. But again, he had to grow up. He's 27. Very different than being 22. For sure. You know, so as I said, I don't know what the future holds on Zach. I was just, it's funny, I was just watching today two things. Um, J.T. O'Sullivan, I really love his stuff on about analyzing quarterbacks on YouTube. But also, um, when you go back to <clears throat> Zach's pro day, when everybody fell in love with him, just take a look at that. And it's really fascinating because it was during the COVID time and GMs, yeah, couldn't, yeah, I remember. And GMs couldn't go see a person in person till that pro day. So, and he, of course, he blew everybody away because he looked like Mahomes. I, I have a question, Connie and Danny. It, it kind of leads perfectly into what we were just talking about with the potential of Zach Wilson continuing to be the number three quarterback on this team. Yeah. And I don't know if you can be very open with this, but I'd ask you because you've, you've studied a whole lot of players. I get the fascination that Jets fans, after they're told by people who are watching, Zach, oh, this kid's going to be exciting. And then, you know, they're going to support what the team wants to do. As a person who has seen so many players in her lifetime, does Zach Wilson also jump out at you when you looked at him coming out of college? You know, I only saw I saw him at BYU. He really didn't. He had uh, his fresh, freshman year just a little bit, junior year a little bit. He only really had one big year for BYU, and he rose up very, very fast. Yeah. But I was a Sam Darnold fan, so I've yes. be honest, I may have been wrong on him. But you know, as I said, that's part of scouting. It's not an exact science, and you're going to be wrong probably forty percent of the time. And again, Sam, had, remember it was pouring rain. Sam had a great pro day. So, um, and he also beat Penn State in the Rose Bowl. Right. Uh, his first year, he had 31 touchdowns and nine interceptions. It was his second year where things started to fall apart when he lost uh, Sh uh, Smith Schuster and a few other players. Schuster, yep. Okay. So, um, but as I said, with with um, you know with Zach, as I said, I, I can't say that because I was a Sam person, but I liked Zach very much. Yeah. Um, but it's quarterbacking has changed so much the style. For sure. Instead of looking for a Mike White type, okay, in the old days, that's what you look for. A guy that's going to do the three, five, seven drop, take a smack in the face and while he's, you know, and, and throw the ball while. Still deliver the ball, huh? Yeah. yeah. Right? Okay. And, and be accurate. Accuracy is for both. But now everybody's saying, can he extend the play? Correct. Can he throw off platform? Can he throw the weird hit? Well, that's what Zach, when they saw Zach, that's yeah. what he did so well. Right. You know, it's kind of hard. Now you bring him in. Now you say, okay, get in the pocket. <laughs> so I think yeah. it, it may take him a while. And that, like you say, that hero ball or whatever, which I hate that term. But, right. You know, where you just are trying to make everything happen versus, uh, you know, it's not like you're trying to be the be all and end all, but you, you want to do everything. You want to have five plays in one and, and make this great spectacular throw. So, um, that's you know as I said it's just like what what Tua went through how, yeah. how tough people were on him and he didn't have a coach that really liked him. Well, now Brian Forrest didn't yeah he didn't believe in him. If your coach no. doesn't believe in you, it's you very, lost half the battle. Well, that's gonna be that was gonna be my other point, Connie, because I I get it. Sam Darnold hasn't been good up till now, but don't you think a lot of that has to do with also getting the right coaching staff around you? Because I personally believe the Jets do have the right coaching staff around them, but I think right now it's more of a issue for Zach Wilson's mentality the reason that he's being ineffective as a starter in the for the New York Jets right now. It is because he, I mean, he did do the little cute throws when he was at Brigham Young, but I was listening, when I was listening to JTSL, we were talking, he said his accuracy and anticipation were his two strongest points when he was at BYU and everything. So now something has also remember he couldn't throw even a short pass. It was right. Just, you know, that was one of Danny's biggest yeah. things. They were like, yeah. like, I get that he could throw the ball down the field 65 yards, but sometimes I'm going to need you to complete a five-yard pass, and you're having a hard time doing that right now. He was and bouncing you know, 
you know that Bill Belichick hates the Jets more than anything. And he, played, <laughs> <laughs> he, saved, he saved everything up for our games in yeah. my mind. Yeah. No question. Yeah. And he did, it, he did it to Sam where Sam was seeing ghosts, right? But, yep, which is a I very, remember that. Very common yep. thing. He just happened to be get caught on the mic. Right. And he did, you know, he did Zach in pretty well. I mean, he, Zach probably saw same thing. I think just, I think Zach was seeing ghosts also. He just didn't yeah. get he didn't say it or you didn't catch him saying it. But for him to throw those three picks the way he did, he was seeing ghosts also. Sure. And that was that was my thing. Mike White threw those two picks, but I didn't feel like either of those picks were really on him because the first pick literally was, hit the receiver was, square in the hands and it popped right. up. Right. And then the second one, he had to let it go. It was fourth down. That's the end of the game. You have to find the receiver right. and let it right. go before you get sacked. That's why, that's why interceptions can be so misleading. Correct. You know, Correct. You know, if you don't watch the game and you see, don't see, you don't see, or you don't see the, that we had three drops or, you know, by different in the first half when Corey dropped one, Conklin yeah. dropped one. And, you know, different things that happened in the first half where we just quite, weren't quite there. Well, when, I, I will tell you, up until now, up until last week, in the red zone, Zach Wilson had when he's been playing and they've been in the red zone, they've converted 57% of the time. Yeah. Mike White over the last two weeks is seven for 19, which I believe is 37% of the time. Now, I think a lot of that's attributed to the <clears throat> fact that Zach Wilson got to play with Brees Hall a lot because yeah. he was getting in the end zone, not necessarily Zach Wilson, but I, that's a number that was getting thrown around today a lot. And he also has he also has more starts yeah. under his belt right now for this season as well. Mike White's yeah. only two games in when Zach Wilson had a, what, five or six? Yeah. yeah, I mean, those averages down because – because so now if you're doing the read option, nobody's going to respect Mike White. For sure. Okay, whereas they didn't – remember when Zach scored from five yards out on yep. his – because they have to respect his, his ability, even though I, you worry about him getting hurt because he's – everybody thinks he's short. He's not. He's 6'2", but he looks yeah. small. You know, and yeah. he, when he throws the side arm, he makes himself smaller. But I, I think, you know, I think you're – so I think what will happen – I'm sure they're going to make so many adjustments. They, they've been so good, the Jets – at halftime adjustments. Yes. In the past, the Jets never were. They would come out. I have a question they... for you, Connie. Yeah. This week at halftime, it was 20 to 6. Yeah. I thought we were still going to win the game. At 20 to 6, that's, that's how that's how much I've changed with this new Jets team. I was like, you know what? We're down two scores. I still think we can win this game. We got this. a year or two ago with Adam Gase as the head coach. I was not thinking we were going to come back from 20 to 6. I would have thought this is going to get really ugly really soon. Yes. Were you thinking along the same lines as me this past Sunday? Yes, because we we are, right, because we are competitive, because we have a good defense, even though in the beginning they were just a little bit shaky. But, again, they, they do make adjustments, and there is a lot there is a lot of time left. So I, I did. I felt like there was a chance. And the thing is, this team doesn't quit. And they also are bound and determined to show us that they're not the same old Jets. They sure. are. <laughs> okay, so it's uh, it, it's really, as I say, if you meet, you know, when you meet Garrett Wilson, every every play is so monumental to him. He he takes everything really seriously, and he wants to be the best that there is. And that's like, you know, and that's, you gotta you got to love that about him. You have to, um, yeah. He really is a, an amazing... <laughs> An amazing receiver, not just because he's from Ohio State, but he really is. You know, I mean, I watched I watched Olave drop one. Last and by time. the way, he, he's been very productive with with Mike White at quarterback. So I think that goes into a lot of why he loves Mike of White course. so much. Not just because he's a great person in the locker room, but Garrett Wilson. I, I told you, Danny, when we had this conversation early, earlier a few episodes ago, I said when you're like, oh, I, I don't like the way he came out talking about what he was talking about about the receivers need to be more involved. And I said, I think he's done more this season to be able to say what he said more than than what Zach Wilson could when he had those comments after his loss right. 
my my point it was yes. more than as a rookie as a rookie i don't think you should come out and say you need to give me the ball more as a rookie i think you should be a little more I don't, I don't know. Eight catches, the words in humble. Eight catches, no, I, 162. I, I, look, kind of I, I get sorry, that you need to find the ball. You can talk I, a little I bit. I get it. I just, I just prefer if a rookie maybe doesn't take that stance. I know. You know maybe somebody like Corey Davis, even though, you know. Yeah. See, he's, not, he's, not, he's not the alpha male. Like, Correct. Like, no, he's a really good blocker and everything else. Yeah. But Garrett is. just Garrett, a, Garrett has a t- – yeah, he's become the alpha quickly, yeah, for sure. Jets, Jets have not had a guy like that in a long no. time. Not I promise you this. From somebody who's watched Garrett Wilson as close as I've had to do it because I do a Jet show with you, Garrett Wilson, to me, he could he could talk because he's backing it up. If he was having a rough year, I bet you he doesn't come on and say those comments the way Zach Wilson no. did. I'm going to bring up a stat that I brought up last week, but neither of you were here last week, so I'll bring yeah. it up again just in case you guys didn't know. So Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore both have combined 10 touchdowns in their career. Combined. Of those 10, I'll, I'll ask Connie. Of mm-hmm. those 10, how many do you think were passes from Zach Wilson? Ooh. Oh, wow. How many were from Zach? Uh, well, I, he had a couple. I know he had two at least to Elijah last year. Um, right? So I'm just trying to think of how many – um, this year, I know no, none, none, this year. <laughs> none this year, but I know last year he did. Um, out of out of those t- oh, ten, out of those ten, but the one touchdown is- has been from Zach Wilson. Okay. See? But the other problem is, don't forget, two of them ended up on the one yard line, like that's what Coach Salo. Right, right, yeah. right. right. But, and that they went down, but we didn't have a lot of we didn't have a lot of play times where we were, we were going from the five yard line or eight yard line. Uh, like but we did against Minnesota. I, and, and again, I, I remember I, I gave that stat last week and I prefaced it by I don't want to sound like I'm you know pooping on Zach. But you, as soon as Zach leaves the field, Elijah Moore all of a sudden becomes productive again. Yeah. And Garrett Wilson has gotten into the end zone four times this year, twice with Joe Flacco, twice with Mike White. Right. So it, it's – I don't – again, I don't want to poop all over Zach Wilson because right I still now, have right. hope. Right now, Zach, have hope for him. right now, Zach is confused because, as I said, when I when I was listening from when they were doing his tapes from uh, BYU, yeah, and even even last year about his you know his his stance, his solid, um, his legs being really solid, not together. He wasn't running backwards like he was this year. You know, all of a sudden running out of the pocket and going backwards. Right. Well, he was he was causing his own pressure. Yes. So that's that's the thing. So you can see you're just kind of so confused and you don't know, you know, what to do. And that's, I think so. I think what they're doing with the reset, whatever, wherever that may be leading, I don't. You know, we never know. Look at these crazy things that are happening. Right. But the, I think the tough thing about the NFL is that draft positioning takes is is leaned on so much when making these decisions. Because if Zach Wilson is putting up the numbers that Mike White did over the last two weeks and Mike White played the previous seven games and put up the Zach Wilson numbers, nobody's even considering Mike White because or, – or or vice versa because you're thinking about the fact that he was second overall pick. Like you, Zach Wilson is drafted fifth round with the way he's been playing. Nobody right. wants to see him that ever is, again. That is such a great point because I think that's the reason that Baker Mayfield keeps getting opportunity just because of the fact that he was the first overall pick. Right. It's, it's, it's really hard because, you know, now it's, it was worse 10 years ago before the CBA when the guys like Stafford and those guys came in. The uh, rookie yeah, like 10 year contracts. And whatnot, yes, right. They were getting 40 million before they stuck. Now they have yeah. the rookie, rookie wage scale. So you're not hurt as much if you if Josh Rosen, if the Arizona Cardinals got rid of Josh Rosen right away. Mm-hmm. 
After a year, Kyler, yep. Took Kyler Murray in. So you're not hurt as much because right. of those first couple of years um, that you have. Um, you know, it's, again, the salary cap, and even though people can move it all around and do all kinds of crazy things with it. But uh, as I said, yeah, it does make a difference where you're drafted. I mean, the thing with Bam, Bam looked great. Uh, and I'm a Michael Carter fan. I'm, I love Michael Carter. As am I. As okay. am I. Oh, I thought, I thought there was, was no I, I screamed when he was drafted. Yeah. Oh, okay. I love that. As a leader because and as a player. I screamed when Brees Hall was drafted because I was so upset. I said, Michael Carter can carry the load. Let's draft a linebacker. And right. You can ask. We, we recorded yeah. right after the draft. I said, I don't know why. We, and again, I was wrong. Brees Hall is amazing. But I thought to myself, <clears throat> Michael Carter can carry the load. Let, <laughs> let's not waste a second round, a, a high second round pick on something that we already have in that position. I thought we could have gone linebacker with uh, this guy, uh, Kobe Dean. I, I thought oh we could do so, so many other things, but you know, it's either here or there. Right. It's either here or there because he, he did amazing. He did amazing. And Danny, I, I remember when we recorded, I said, Jets literally, before the, all the experts came out, I, fi- I felt like right away you guys had won that draft. I would, oh, yeah, you know it's funny. I was at the draft. I was I was working of with. Course the, you uh, were. <laughs> I was working. I was I, I, vol- I volunteered with the league office and do uh, all the auction items and stuff. So I, I was there, but it was so great because all got to know all the uh, and know all the players. And um, after the draft was over, and you know, I said Jermaine was there and Sauce and all their parents and everything was great. But afterwards, so many people came up that I, I just wasn't used to it saying what a great draft the Jets had. What, a, you know, right. remember if you remember, if you're I'm a Dolphins fan, I hated saying it. So yeah. <laughs> do you remember if you watched it radio, uh, radio city or in New York city, whenever they were having the draft and the yeah. people that we were drafting and all the fans would be going nuts. Cause we didn't take Warren Sapp. We took Kyle Brady. We didn't take, right. Reno, we took Kenny O'Brien. So, you know, and this, this was really an amazing, the last two drafts have been, you know, really phenomenal. One question before we preview the Bills week. I know we, we, we I have to ask this question, and I refuse to wait to the end of the show. Were you there when the Jets? Well, I think you were there, Rick. You said you started with the Jets in '74. Yeah. So, so I, were you in the draft room when you guys did not draft Dan Marino as your quarterback? I had left the Jets. I got married. I met my husband while I was working at the Jets, and I he, he got a job offer in Florida. So I left the Jets in '81, which is oh, free. okay. Okay. Freeman McNeil's uh, LT went. The pick before us right. the Giants, and we got Freeman, who was great. And but the uh, but it was a very unusual. I it feel was, like if you were there and Dan Marino <laughs> sitting at that pick, you're 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 having a conversation with somebody. You you can't let Dan Marino pass you by. No, oh no, I, it was really unbelievable that when the Dolphins got him, just amazing because his junior year was much better than his senior year. Yes, and you know there were all these rumors, but they were rumors that you know weren't true at all. Of course. But, but uh, it really, it was <clears throat> really was a shame. The Jets could have had yeah, Dan Marino. I know. And there, Kenny, Kenny did a nice job. I, he did. He was, you know, he wasn't mobile, and he was a good quarterback. With well, he and Wesley Walker, Al Toon, Mickey Schuler, Freeman McDee. I mean, we had a really good and the sack. Well, shape. we had a good team. Connie, don't worry about it. Kenny got as many rings as Dan Marino got, so there's no problem <laughs> there. <laughs> so no worries. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, on that note. <laughs> so cute. I love it. Uh, all right. So we got the bills coming up. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's, 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 I really wish we would have won this Vikings game. Cause I think it put us, it would have put us in, in a, in a, obviously a better spot because right. going into this bills game, obviously they're out for revenge. We're playing in Buffalo. Yep. Um, and 
we have five games to go, and it's three tough road games because we have the sure. Bills in Buffalo. We have Seattle, which is better than we thought they would be, and winning in Seattle. And, like, I keep bringing it up, and a lot of people aren't taking me seriously. It's on New Year's Day. We have a young team. I understand that so Salah is, 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 a, is, you know, is a strict coach or whatnot, but some of these kids might go out and party the night before since it's New Year's. <laughs> so I don't know how they're going to be on game day. And then we have Miami in Miami. So I think those, those three road oh. games are going to be really tough. Really, so we really need to make sure we get those two home games against the Lions and the Jaguars. And no matter what the records, right, Manny? Jet-Dolphin games are always amazing. 100%. I mean, always. Yep. I mean, you guys could be you know, 0-10 and, and we're 10-0 and 0 or vice versa. And you get the wildest, craziest games, um, you know, like the Monday Night Miracle. But we had, oh. we had the Kenny O'Brien, uh, you know, back that one with Wesley Walker back and forth with Marino. So we've had so many um, great ones. And then when Marino did the fake spike against yep. Darren Glenn. Uh, just, you know, amazing. Was that on Aaron Glenn? Yeah, it was on Aaron Glenn. Yep. Oh, see, I didn't remember that it was on Aaron Glenn. I hated when we lost Aaron Glenn to the Texans in the, in the expansion draft. <laughs> that was crazy. I know. Yeah. Crazy. But, Danny, what I find, and you mentioned this just to give you credit, because, you know, I, I, I don't mind giving you credit when you're right. You said these are going to be. Happens all the time, sir. You said these are going to be important games coming up, but the yeah. fact that. You you felt pretty confident against the Vikings, and I and I felt as confident with you. I think you guys should have I beat did. the Vikings. I, I think um, we had a good chance to, yeah. Eighty-two percent, the Bills are favored. I don't know if that has to do more with because they're at home. Or I, I the way I want to pose this question to you, Danny, first is I I felt like you guys were the first ones to find what their weaknesses are. If you neutralize Mr. Josh Allen. And you cover Stephon Diggs well, they're capable of being beaten. And that's how they were able to lose those couple of games. I think I, f- I feel like you guys found that recipe. So why are the Bills so heavily favored this week coming in, coming into it? Well, first of all, they have no running game. I'll, Josh Allen, I believe, Josh is, the Allen is the running back. He is the leading yeah, rusher. He's the leading rusher. Yeah. So I, I think the fact that we can get pressure with a four-man front yep. is what gives us a slight edge when playing against their uh, against their offense. Why we are being disrespected as their nine and a half point favorites, I believe yes, it is. Nine and a half points. Which I think is, is is a crazy spread. Knowing the fact that we beat them and not because they were necessarily injured. They were basically healthy, I think. Yep. Outside of, I forget, the middle linebacker. Matt Milano, who is their Yeah, play- their middle linebacker, yeah. Now they, don't so have, I, now they don't have Von Miller. Correct. Yeah, right. So, which feeds into that nine and a half. I'm like, where – what what do they see? What are the experts looking at right now to say you guys have no chance? Because at nine and a half, they're basically saying you have no chance of winning this game. It has to be that that, and I don't know if, if Vegas takes this into consideration at all, but they have to take emotion into it, I guess, because they're riding a a, a win streak. Yeah. They want revenge for for the game that they lost to us. Because uh, just football X's and O's, I can't see why they would be nine and a half point. I mean, you get three points just for being the home team, basically, right? Right. So, but. I can't see why that spread would be that big, knowing that our defense, I don't want to I don't want to use the word dominated, but I think that our defense looked really stout against their offense. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't see why. Maybe it's because they don't believe in Mike White. Could that be it? What about you, Connie? Because yeah, I, 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 I look at it, Connie, and I'm like, you guys basically shut them down, like completely shut them down. Josh Allen did not look like himself even after. He's like, how do yeah, you expect two rushing to-? touchdowns? He's like, how do you expect to win when your quarterback plays like bleep right so why do you think that your team and i know you're not a person who likes picking games because like you <laughs> you're a huge jets fan 
But why do you think you're you're being so disrespected this game when you guys have already proven that you can beat the yeah. Buffalo Bills? Yeah, because I'm not a, I'm not a betting person. So I would say yeah, I would say you know first of all they they right now are in the number one position. Correct. Right, because Kansas City lost. So yep. they know they, if they keep winning, they have they will have home field, um, which is oh. number one. really that is an added right. It's also added pressure, so you can go. You know, it can go either way. It can make you fold. It can make you step up. Um, I think you know. As I said, you know, now with Josh Allen, he seems to have overall corrected whatever those few games. Just like Mahomes had yeah. a couple like that yeah. last year, where he kind of forced it, and then we heard, remember on that play where we heard him. Um, his elbow. Correct. I, was, yes. I think he was hurting for a while. So I, I don't know how, if I think it's a lot better now. So I think other than that, I, I'm being up in Buffalo, the jets have had it's a terrible, really a lot of bad luck up in Buffalo. <laughs> really bad. And you know, even 2015, everybody thought we had a piece of cake. Um, people were saying we got this game one. And I thought to myself, wait a minute, you know, Rex is going to want to do us in. Yeah. Um, and boy, and then Fitzpatrick, it just melted. And we dropped the long pass, and oh, just everything fell. Oh, yeah. how different would the Jets' history be if we win that game and go to the playoffs? All the things that Todd Bowles would have probably still been coach, <clears throat> you know, no, no change uh, with Adam Gase. So, so many things could have been different by right? just all, that one game. So I, that's the only thing I can think of, other than as I said, because um, health-wise, uh, you know. As I said, I think, you know, Mike White, they know it's going to give more offense than what we had before. Yeah. We played them or should be able to. And, he t- and I, I feel like so. he, and I feel like he also takes care of the ball much better than Zach Wilson can. So it's like I, I look at that percentage, Danny, and this is kind of why I didn't want you to play the clip that you currently have ready to go down there. Because actually, I don't know if Connie's seen it. So by all means, if you want to play real quick before I tell you what my pick is for this game. Okay, well, I guess I'll play before you take look, Connie. I we 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 try to be as impartial and and honest with our picks, right? I yes. pick just to lose sometimes, and I've been pretty dead on so far this my season. Rec- my think... record my record picking the Jets is better than your yours this season. That's all I got to say. It might be. I I I can't remember when I've. I think the Ravens game is the one that I yeah. got wrong, but for the most part, I've been spot on, luckily. But that Bills game, I thought that we had a small chance to win. Zero point five percent. This 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 is, listen to my co-host here. Sick man's song goes. Danny, I hope you added to the clip. You guys have absolutely no chance of even sniffing a win this week. Um, He's feeling a little bit more confident than I am. I am not. Zero percent chance. I think you guys lose this game 37-10. I'm giving you 10 points on this game. Wow. You're Listen, I get that it's this much. You sound pretty optimistic about your potential of escaping. That was good. That was good enough. That's all. We, that's all we needed, Danny. That's all we needed. I, 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 didn't want, I hope didn't you, let me I hope play. You feel the same way, Danny. Do you feel the same way for this game, Danny? <laughs> I, I do. I do. But I, you know what? He cut it short because I wanted to play the part where he says, "I want you to play this back so I can laugh at you again." No. Well, there you go. You you filled <laughs> just her so in. You know, with the special <laughs> editing, I added a little clown face to his face when I played it back the following week. It was a fun episode. I'll tell you. I tell you, um, that's, that's what makes the NFL so great, though. Because we, you know, there's been so many surprises and craziness and teams that you don't expect to, yeah, to do well. well. They were playing. They were playing on a hot streak coming into that game, and yeah. I felt like Josh Allen's kryptonite hadn't been found. And by all means, that's why I said, Danny, I felt like you guys were the reason that the kryptonite was found. Go figure. You guys are green, green kryptonite. <laughs> but, but this time, I like that. I hadn't thought of that. Mm-hmm. This time, I'm, I'm kind of. 
I, I don't agree with the disrespect. Yeah. I think Juju may lose this game, but I don't think it's the 83% they're giving the, the, the Buffalo the Bills, Bills right now. Mm-hmm. I think if you guys lose this game, it's going to be three and a half, maybe, maybe six points, because I don't see how you guys get blown out of the water this game. I think I, I have too much faith in the Jets' defense to say that you guys can't replicate the same thing. My question has always been, can the offense produce points? Now, last week, you guys produced 22 points. Long be it, they're all field goals. But the fact that you still, like you said, you had five straight trips to the red zone, that yeah. says something. And as much, as, as much crap people want to talk about the Vikings' defense, the Bills' defense hasn't been all that. And my point is, I, I think that, I know we're not picking it yet, but I don't feel confident in that 82%. I think I'd bet on this game for the simple reason that I, 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 I say you guys lose by three. But that's as much as I would give it, just so I could win some easy money. You, I don't think we you guys had, win by that, lose by that much. We had ten offensive drives against the Vikings. Yeah, we had the field goal, two punts, and after that, we scored on every drive. And then the last two drives, one ended on the one yard line where we just couldn't punch it in. Correct. And the second one, we moved right back up, and then we just ran out of time. Right. So this offense is moving. Correct. Like, and I understand that the Vikings defense isn't necessarily good. I understand that the Bears' defense wasn't necessarily good, which is, by the way, Connie, why I wanted Zach to start the Bears. Game. I understand. Yeah, I know how a lot of people felt you know, were feeling that yeah. way. And then if he then if he didn't do well, I know, right? Then we pull him. Like because, I kind of told you your answer if if he struggles against the Bears. Because I felt like he had the un, the the unfortunate luck of playing against five really good pass defenses in a row, and I was like, man. Like, I understand he hasn't played well, but, man, the competition has been pretty tough. Let's give him a, a, a bad defense, see what he does with it. And if he still doesn't produce, then let's go with Mike White. But regardless, Mike White has produced. I don't think Zach plays as well as Mike has the last two games. No, it's because I haven't seen it. For the first time this year that we scored on an opening drive was against the Bears. We didn't score, we didn't score on this one. But, the, but even when Sam Darnold was here, we had eight weeks in a row where we scored on our opening drive. Correct, yes. Well, Adam so, Gase was the king of drawing up the opening drive, and then after that, just falling <laughs> on his face. <laughs> I wish that we could just call the game after the first drive because I felt like we would always get in the end zone. I always feel that Sam Darnold, too, when he had Josh McCown with oh. him, okay, under when Todd Bowles was here. The last part of his first year was really good, and yes. he, and jo- he and Josh, and Josh was a calming influence. Was great yes, he was. We lo- you know, it sounds crazy, but, you know, when you lose certain people, it does take – I think that's the other thing, even even probably for Josh Allen. You know, we're losing Dayball, even though Ken Dorsey is really good, you know, and you see how emotional he is, Ken Dorsey, up in the yeah. – <laughs> <laughs> He was great for University of Miami. I love against us. I moved down to Miami during the Ken Dorsey era. Believe me, I know. That was an amazing group, and, you know, he was he was amazing. So yes, I think – you know that could again. That's the other thing that could, could have takes a little while to get used to. Right. Um, just like Kirk Cousins, you know, feels so much more at home with an offensive head coach. Yeah. A guy that's been a quarterback in the NFL, and yeah, you know, so it, it really does. It really does make a difference. And again, we know with we know with Tua and McDaniel, just the things that they say on the sideline. This <laughs> it was it's hysterical. I, 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 I like Mike McDaniel. But. Uh, Danny, so I leave it. I leave it up to you. I'm gonna pick it first. Um, I know Connie will just let us know the Jets are gonna win because she's that much of a fan. But before you pick, I, yeah. I want you to take this into consideration because a lot of people are talking about how the Bills all of a sudden have figured it out and are back on on. Okay, the hit me with it. They lost to the Jets. They lost to the Vikings. Although they should have won that Vikings game, but they lost to the Vikings. Correct. Then they got on a winning streak, but the opponents they beat: the Browns, the Lions, and then the Patriots, which aren't as good as the record says. Correct. So mm-hmm. it's. 
they've had a nice little road to get back on the horse, but they're playing against the real defense again. And mm-hmm. I think that you need to take that into consideration before you make your pick, Manny. First of all, I already gave your defense the kudos they needed okay. because I said okay. that I, I, sure. I, Just making sure. okay. I have all the faith in the Jets defense. My, my issue has always been, thankfully, it's not led by Zach Wilson anymore. I, I'm a Jets fan this week, and I'll probably say that. I'm a Jets fan this week because I need you guys to knock them off their high horse off the number one seed. Um, my Dolphins took a slip back last week. And like you said, Connie, about two and McDaniels, that chemistry has been working great. But, Danny, I know we'll go into length and talk about it on my show. I can't wait but to talk about that again. That, that, the fact of his – it was such an inaccurate game for him that is so uncommon to see from Tua yeah. Tungabayaloa because his accuracy was his biggest strength. Yep. Mike Wilson's biggest strength is the fact that he knows how to take Mike care White. of the ball. I mean, Mike White is the fact that he knows how to take care of the ball. So, I – listen, just because they're disrespecting you that bad, I'm going to say you guys win this game 2017. I, I'm taking the New York Jets to win this game 20-17 to 17 in Buffalo. Wow, that sounds really. I would love to have it happen. I hope the guys play the disrespect angle for sure. Angle, you know, chip on the shoulder that they always love to do. I'm hoping that's what they do. I'm going to FanDuel. I'm betting on this right now. <laughs> <laughs> they got to put up the Willie McGinnis. Willie McGinnis said that it's a it's a given that the Bills are going to win this weekend, and you yeah. got to play that video for the guys in the locker room. Yep. Because it's so great. What's the weather? Do you know what the weather's supposed to be? It's going to be low 40s, no snow, no nothing. It's going to be good football weather. Okay. That is very, boy. That is good for December. That's amazing. It will be 31 degrees at at game time. Okay. 31. No, no, which is fine because it's it's always two New York teams. They know how to play in the cold. Yes, exactly. They're used to that. So that's that's not a big deal. Not like with, with Miami, you guys have the advantage in September. (laughs) <laughs> well, you saw the Bills. They were dying out there in the beginning of the year. Oh, and they put it, they make sure that the visiting team is in the it's sun. in the sun, yeah. Goodness. It's mm-hmm. a, they're very smart. <laughs> very, very sure. smart. And the Dolphins <laughs> always wear the white jerseys at home. Man, they, they know what they're doing. All right, yeah. Danny, so hit me with it, man. What you got for this game? Uh, I Actually, very similar to you. I was thinking 21-17. I think the, Dol- uh, the Dolphins, the, the Jets are going to pull out the, the win 21-17. to I, I, I think that... They can slow up Josh Allen again. I think they can figure out how to stop. We did it once. There's no reason I, I can't see us doing it again. Our defense sure. plays well. Uh, a good defense travels, and that's what we have. That's why I think that we are, have an opportunity in every game. It's hard to pick against the Jets right now because of our defense. With Mike White, I feel that much more confident that we can keep moving the ball. And without Von Miller there, <laughs> I understand that that they still have a decent defense, but it's not the defense from last year. They're ranked like – 18th in the league. It's, it's yeah, not right. as dominant as it was last year. That's what year. I'm saying. I, I don't I don't understand the disrespect because they don't have a dominant defense. You you neutralize Josh Allen in game one. I think you could do that again. I'm not understanding why they feel so confident about them beating you this week. It's so hard to sweep a team in a season. Yes. To beat them twice, especially as a team as good as Buffalo. Yeah. But I think we're, yeah, and you're in Buffalo. And we're, right. and we're in Buffalo. So that that is the only cause for like like the only hesitation I have to pick the Jets, but because of our defense, because Mike White can move the ball, I, I really do think we have a good chance. And I think that we could put up three touchdowns. I think we get in the end zone three times. And I, I think we, we, we win 21 17. It's what's right. I like it. we, well, I, I hope we do a lot of bush pushing so that when, like, when, if we're going to do a quarterback sneak, that we have somebody in the backfield, you know, because it's allowed, even though I, I, I'll never understand why that's allowed. Yeah, but, I don't understand that either. I will never understand. Yeah. So you never should have an empty backfield when you're near it right there. So you right. Know, just if he tries to quarterback sneak, or even if he hands off from under center, 
got to have somebody. I would put a you know, put Max I, Mitchell back there. Right. Put Max, right. The I feel yeah. like we used to do with Wesco. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Back when we used to use a fullback, kind of. Yes, I really. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, still, I'm still a fan of fullbacks. <laughs> Nobody else is, but I am. Me too. I, I, I like <laughs> fullbacks, but I'm into old school football. I, I, I'm, I'm all into ground and pound. I know. I, I miss the. As I said I miss the old days when you could also I said when you could hit. That's why Tom Brady, who I can root for now because he's not with the Patriots, and you think about him with 23 years, he had one year where he's been hurt, and and that's playing the pre you know CBA when you could from 2000 to 2011 when you could hit quarterbacks high and low. Right. You, know, you could do uh, you could do a lot of different things. And now, as I said, there's a lot of protection. Yeah. For for the quarterbacks that. Also, I just want to say one thing. The beginning of the game, the refs, I never mind if they call if they're the same for oh, both. Right. I'm sorry, they really weren't. They really um they I said to, okay, if you're gonna let that go, um, let it go for us as well. For us as well. And instead they kept they kept calling everything on us and never, never on that. Even the first one that was, you know, he was all over um uh, uh was the confident of Corey Davis, whoever he was over. I, I felt uh, the same I, way during my game. I think the referees were paid off because they called so many ridiculous penalties during my game that I was like, I think they want the Dolphins to lose. But I try not to go that route just because I feel like every fan can't technically say that. After I everything. So I, I try not to go that route. And I will tell you, I do think that Sauce Gardner gets away with a lot of physicality. And I'm thankful for it because obviously he's on our team. But I do think that he gets away with a lot. Yes, and I think it, you have to you have to know the crew that you're working with too. These, uh, you know, depending on who the crew is, whether they are going to call. Right. To, but he, they said he's really good at keep uh, keeping it, you know, kind of hidden to some yeah. degree from the from the ref. But he's learning. I thought the thing on uh, one jet drive where they had Revis talking to all yes. the DBs last right? week. Yes, that was so fascinating. And it what, was. He, it was really what cool. he looks at and how we did. The, what would you, what do you do on the um, uh, the in, the inside shoulder? passes and all all those different things i thought that that was fantastic yeah and when dj reed asked him how do you cover a back shoulder when you're you know yeah. not the tallest guy in the world like dj reed and daryl Rivas, it was just very interesting i think it's awesome to be a jets defensive back and know that you have Revis coming in every once in a while to kind of just share his knowledge that's a crazy advantage to have yeah. It is, and if you, I, don't, if, I don't know if you saw it, he tweeted even after the game. Darrell did about you go, great guys, you guys are really coming along. He was a very positive tweet. Namath po- tweeted a positive tweet. You got some, you know, form all these former Jets saying, you know, good stuff. Damian Woody. I think it's pretty cool that you know Joe Namath. Uh, he's he's awesome. I tell you, Joe is so. I, the first question that anybody ever asked me when I was growing up was, do you know Joe Namath? Because when I was 13 years old, and he was as big as, you know, the Beatles, and you go to the yeah, hotel, right and thousands of girls there. Every girl wanted to be with him. Every guy wanted to be him. Right. And so, and but Joe is just so nice. And he was, as I said, he's always been so kind to me. And um, I remember one time I, he was going to go look at my grandmother's house in West Isop. I lived in Babylon. I remember him coming out to the house and we had a, he had a convertible and I got to drive in. I just wanted everybody to see me drive <laughs> through the town <laughs> with Joe. But I, it was really fun. He didn't buy the house, but well, um, he's, he's, he's really a wonderful guy. We're hoping you could text him and be like, I, I found a great show for you to be on next. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you something. I, I may or may not have contacted him on social media asking him to be on the show a couple months ago. 
I got the, I got the Heisman, but it's okay. I figured I might. I, I figured I'd I'd shoot my shot anyway. <laughs> you, never, you never know with Joe, as I said, because sometimes you know, depending on what's going on and things like that. But he he's been a, he really is, and he bleeds green and white. He really I know. A, I know. Any it's any awesome. chance that you could get Danny to be somehow work for the Jets? So we, can we make that dream come true? <laughs> I wish I could. You know, yeah. just come hang out at training camp. Right, just hang out at training camp and say, I, I, "Listen, I'll pick up towels. I'll pick up towels. That's all I'll do." You're, you're down in Florida now, right, Connie? Yeah, I'm in the Orlando area. I was okay. down in south. I was down in Coral Springs, Coconut Creek for 40 years. Then my husband. Okay, you're by Manny. Yeah, so then my husband passed away four years ago, and oh, so then I came up to be near my son and his wife and my two grandkids here in Orlando. And okay, okay. So, but I've been going 57 years now to training camp. The only year I missed was, was, COVID. was COVID. Well, let's talk about that, Danny, before we, before we get out of here, because you mentioned it, and I said we'll, we'll talk about it before we head out. So are we going to be able to meet you in person come January 8th when the Dolphins play the New Year Jets? Oh, uh, yeah, I would love it. Yes, I, I plan on being there. So, yeah, we, I'm definitely we, going down. So we might be arranging a t- we we might be arranging a tailgate uh, with Gotham City crew. We're trying we're still working oh, sure. on it. Oh but, yeah. So we're we're, we're working oh, on putting that together. Oh, Those preliminary oh, plans yeah. are we're, we're, it's getting here and there, but we're as we're getting closer to the season, we want to make sure that we start promoting it sooner than later. Because well, not for for my sake, it's going to be a full Dolphin Stadium. But he wants to get some of his people into the stadium. So we're we're, we're trying to put this together. And I said, what a better chance, you know, when we have Connie on the show to talk about that as well. Yeah, I think it'd be, oh, it's going to be great because there's so many Jeff fans down there in South Florida. I mean, it's loaded. Yep, it and, is. and it's that's what makes it so much fun. You know, um, up in Orlando, not as many. It's more of a, it's a lot of college people, you know, right. kind of thing. But in down in South Florida, it's all New York and New Jersey are down there. That's it. And, and so there's so many Jeff fans. It is. So many of them went to Hofstra and, you know, went to training camp when they were young. And so you, you, it's it's really a, a wonderful thing. So I'm looking forward to going to the game, um, and I'll see. Hopefully, get to see. You. We'll stay in touch so I can see you guys there. For sure, oh, well, most definitely. Well, Connie, again, I really appreciate you not just for being on the show, which I do appreciate, but also for yeah. everything you've done. I love following you on social media. I've seen some of your reactions to while you're watching the games. <laughs> yeah, <which are> absolutely <laughs> awesome. Because th- th- there's nothing more, nothing I appreciate more than like somebody that really like has the passion. Like when you, you can tell when somebody's watching the game that they're really passionate about it. And knowing that you not just work for the Jets, but that you're like that oh. deep of a fan, it I really it really like connects with the rest of the fan base and, and I really appreciate your oh, fans. Thanks so much. They were my they are my life. I always have been other than my husband. He was he's very he was very understanding of of my craziness. <laughs> so but they do I mean it's it is bit, you know, green and white and jets it, all the way. And that was the original fight song that you played. If there was, well, was any it? If there's anybody to learn from that your daughter could learn from, it's right here, Danny. If you, for her to f- go ahead and f- finally find her niche and what team she's going to follow, just show how her this video. How old is your She just turned six a couple months ago. Oh, I've been trying to get her into it recently. So I, I started following the – is his name Jimmy or Johnny, the ice cream kid? Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Well, I, well, So what I've been doing is I was like, you know what? That's a great idea. Yes. So after every Jets victory this year, I'm like, hey, if the Jets win, guess what? You get some ice cream. And, you know, she still doesn't sit through the whole games, but she'll come no. down. She'll say, she's like, Jets are winning? Yes. Okay. That's, so, that's how it starts. It's, it's, it's been it starts. working. It's been working. Yeah. Little by little, I'm working it in there. That's great. It really is. Yeah. It's a fun thing. And it, as, as she gets older, because I know my granddaughter's six, the same thing, too. You know, they're, they're ready to bebop around everywhere. <laughs> right, right. So she can't focus yet, but she but she checks on the score. She's like, we're winning? All right. So. <laughs> 
So, I love it. it's so great. So it's, it's, it's cool. But again, I, I appreciate you and everything you've done. And again, sure. I appreciate you for your time today. I really do. Uh, it, it, it was awesome meeting you. And it was awesome, you know, being able to talk history of football with you. Um, the fact that you weren't there when they missed on Dan Marino just makes it that much better. Cause I knew that if you were, if you were there it would have been bad for me because I told I told everybody this. I'm like, for a long time, I was telling people when I was younger, cause my father was never in the picture. I'm like, no, Marino's my father. You know, that, that was my, uh, that, that was my go-to, but it, it was awesome spending time with you today. It was awesome, definitely an honor to meet you. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it, guys. And let's go Jets. And we're playing meaningful games in December. That's all we asked for. That, Before the season started, I said, we. I, I think we can get eight to nine wins. And But all I want is for when Christmas weekend gets here is to be in the hunt. Literally what I said before the season started, that's all I want, and that's what we've got. So depending I, how the depending how these next three weeks go, you may or may not be in the hunt come come Christmas time. I mean, if we go on a six-game losing streak to end the season, then I'll be disappointed. But right. I, I highly doubt that that's going to happen. So I, I agree. just appreciate I agree. that we got, we got good football in December. I sure. agree. Yeah, me too. Uh, thanks, guys, so much. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Connie, it was amazing then, meeting you. Remember that. Kenny O'Brien got as many rings as Dan Marino. So here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I love it. It's so funny. All Bye-bye. right, guys. Thank, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week.